0: I need a dollar, dollar, dollar there's what I need. Hey, hey, said I need the dollar. Say the dollar there's what I need. Hey, hey, said I need the dollar. Say the dollar there's
1: what I need Good afternoon and welcome to the Finance Hour. Whether you're listening live on J or on our podcast, this is the show where we try and make sense of the world of business and finance and hopefully help you make better financial decisions. My name is Ruben Zowa. I'm the financial planner and owner at Adapt Wealth Management. We're a boutique financial advice firm that work with business owners, professionals, and those planning for retirement. I've been doing this show for close to a year and a half now, so I welcome you to uh, listen to any of the previous podcasts, either on iTunes or go to my website, adaptwealth.com.au, And if you do go to iTunes, I'd really appreciate if you would leave me a rating. That will uh, increase our popularity and hopefully help us reach more people and help them make better decisions as well. As usual, a word from our lawyers. Anything that we discuss today is general advice only. It's not personal advice. That means that if you take any of the information we've discussed, you should uh, get some advice from either a financial planning a financial planner, an accountant, a lawyer, or the neighbor next door when he's over for the barbecue. So be careful implementing anything. Make sure it's right for you. So the topic of this week's show is Power Me Up. How do we control rapidly rising electricity prices, and gas prices for that matter? I've spoken a bit about this show. In fact, we had a propeller head of the week some time ago, which was all about are the benefits of paying your electricity bill on time by direct debit, either straight from your credit card or from a bank account? There are massive savings by doing that, up to 38%. But really, that's only the start. Even with those savings, our electricity bills have gone up enormously. And today, we are going to go much, much further and deeper in terms of working out ways for you to save on your power bills. And that'll hopefully give you more money in your pocket which can hopefully be used to save, uh, either put it into super or buy some investments uh, or go shopping. No, maybe not the last one, but certainly rising electricity and gas costs are a huge issue in this country, particularly for people who are on fixed incomes or on for retirees. Uh, for example, uh, we talked last week about the average retirement uh, expenses to live a comfortable lifestyle. And certainly uh, as electricity and gas prices become a greater portion of people's expenses in retirement, it means that they've got less money to do other things. So anything which we can do to help reduce those prices is really important. I'm going to be straight back after a short musical interlude and we will be discussing this in much more detail folks, welcome back to the Finance Hour. The topic of this week's show is Power Me Up. How do we control the rapidly rising electricity prices? And now today, my interviewee is Matt Russell of G-Store. G-Store is a superstore based in Melbourne East, which helps householders have greener, more energy efficient homes. They've got a big range of products including solar power, water tanks, hot water, heating and cooling... But Matt's specialty is in the area of solar power. In fact, I should give a bit of a disclaimer. I actually used Matt and the G-Store business, which is owned by my good friend Dion Epstein. I used them to put solar panels in my house. I'm sure Matt's going to tell you a little bit about my experience. Hi, Matt. You on the line?
0: Yeah, Good day, Reuben. How are you going?
1: Good, good. Thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, so sure. I guess, uh, as I said in the introduction... Uh, we're all coping with massive electricity prices increases uh, and yeah, there are limited ways that we can manage it. Obviously, turning lights off is an important thing, but what we really want to discuss with you today is the solar power electricity, as I know that's your specialty. Yep. Yes. So, so if we can start, I mean, the, the, the reasons for people going to solar power, I imagine uh, there's a financial reason uh, to save money, and also an environmental reason. Which which of those reasons tends to be more prevalent in the people uh, the, that install solar power systems?
0: Uh, look, I'd have to say that 95% of people do it for a financial reason. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, power bills are escalating, so that is one way... To... Sort of uh, put the power back in your hands, I suppose. <laughs> yeah.
1: Very nice, very nice. So, so people do it for financial reasons, and the and the environmental reasons tends to just be a bit of an add-on.
0: Uh, it is a bit of an add-on. Um, I suppose thing people don't realise is a uh, you know a lot of uh, panels which are manufactured in China, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, probably have a bigger carbon footprint. Than the carbon footprint they're ever going to offset by installing them on a home. So is that right?
1: But even though it's yes. just a one-off, even though it's just a one-off piece of equipment. Mhm. Really? Yeah.
0: Wow. yeah. So it's probably um, uh, prudent to do due diligence on um, where panels are manufactured and how they're manufactured.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, given that the financial is probably the bigger aspect, and this is a finance and business show, we might focus on that. So let, tell me a little bit about the uh, financial benefits or the financial equation of, of solar energy.
0: Oh, look, most people who are installing solar obviously have uh, very high power bills and you probably know about that yourself. So, No, uh, I
1: wouldn't have a clue about that. <laughs> My family is very energy efficient in how we use power. You should know that.
0: No oh, look. Um, the biggest <laughs> benefit is, I suppose, here over summertime, solar is Solar generates its peak power over summertime when a lot of people are using air cons and things like that. Yeah. So, um, if you've got air cons or swimming pools, basically the daytime usage of that you can offset. You know, probably eighty percent of it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which is which is basically equates to a you know a good power production uh, or a reduction, I should say. Um, a lot of people will look at this and do the numbers on it. Return on investment is probably around six years on a good quality system, so... So it
1: pays you know. itself back over six years.
0: Yeah, look, it's very dependent on how people use power in the home, and, mm. and you do have to be sort of responsible with your usage, but um, used correctly, you could get into a six-year payback, which is, you know, 16% return on investment, and I don't know a bank that's paying that at the moment.
1: No. So it's also it's interesting because you mentioned there about uh, using the power during the day so do you really need to use the power during the day when it's being generated you can't use the power that's being generated at night is that right
0: Uh, effectively what what's happening at the moment is you're feeding onto the grid excess power at 11 cents Um, Right. so if you're
1: not using that power during the day you're selling it to the grid
0: Correct. Um, Now, effectively, you're buying power at 20 or 30 cents. Yeah. So you're exporting two kilowatts to buy one. Whereas if you know it's going to be a hot day and you're walking out the door at 8 o'clock in the morning, you switch your aircon on to 25 degrees to keep the ambient temperature of the Mm. house down, you're not only going to be burning the solar power that you're producing during the day, Uh, you're also going to keep... um, the thermal mass down inside the house because a lot of people come home and turn the ACs on at 5 o'clock. It's not only the house that's hot, it's everything that's in it.
1: Right, right, that's interesting. So the equation really works a lot better if you're using power during the day rather than selling it to the grid at a lower rate and then paying, I suppose you're paying full rate in the evening.
0: Ah, that's correct, that's correct. There are some changes being made at the moment. Um, so July 1st, they will be introducing a time-of-use feed-in tariff, which effectively means if you are feeding power onto the grid after three o'clock in the afternoon, you will be paid 29 cents for it. Wow,
1: goes from 11 cents to 29 cents.
0: That's correct. That's and, massive. Um, because of a lot of people's power, ge- you know, excess power generations in the afternoons during summertime.
1: Yeah,
0: um, it's going to greatly reduce the payback periods on solar systems and effectively every two kilowatts you export you can buy three back
1: wow so you're actually going to be able to export it for more than what you're paying correct so can you export it and uh and and pay for electricity at the same time (laughs) so you're exporting and and buying off the grid at the same time you're making a bit of an arbitrage profit there (laughs) (laughs) look
0: Look, I know uh, systems that are set up where people charge batteries on off-peak rate and then use them during peak. So, yeah. you know, uh, effectively they're paying 16 cents for that power.
1: M- well, that's interesting that you talk about that because I suppose what we've been talking up until now is not using any battery power. But is it possible to store up that electricity that you generate during the day in a battery and then use that at
0: night?
1: Hello? Sorry? Hello? Hello. Oh, it looks like we have lost Matt for a moment. I'm just... Matt, are you there? Yeah,
0: I've got
1: you. (laughs) Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought we'd lost you. Um, Yeah, so did you hear what I said? Uh, No, I didn't. (laughs) Okay, so what I was saying was, is it possible... What we've been talking until now is about using the power that you generate during the day. Is it possible to generate that power, and if you don't use it, store it in a battery, and then use it at night?
0: 100%. But batteries come at a cost.
1: How expensive are they?
0: Oh, you you might pay nine or ten thousand for a good quality, you know, solar system, and then double that with a battery.
1: Wow! Are they, is that so, relatively new technology? Those batteries?
0: Oh, look, they've been around a while. Um, mm. Obviously, they're improving. Prices haven't really come down like people are expecting. Yeah, that um, sounds
1: like a hell of an investment.
0: Look, what I say to most people is. Um, the cheapest form of storage is no storage at all.
1: Yeah. Which But um, you, what you're saying is you use it.
0: Use it. Use it. And um, with the changes in the feed-in tariff, instead of uh, instead of installing a battery, um, double the size of your PV. Right, right. And um, let the grid store it.
1: Yeah. And especially then... So it, it is interesting, though, because we're talking about uh, the decision of Putting the solar panels on your roof, but really it doesn't end there, does it? It's really then also a decision about how you use your power, which is going to, which is going to affect how useful it is. So people really need to make a bit of a a switch. Is it a major sort of switch in how they, how they manage the power in their house, or is it just a minor tweak? Well,
0: in some cases minor tweak but you've just got to be mindful that you know um, why are you using your dishwasher at 9 o'clock at night when you yeah. can have that on a timer to go during the day
1: yeah yeah so in terms right. of um, I suppose people uh, when they come to you they're looking at lec- their electricity costs I mean are people really aware you think of how much electric- their electricity is costing them or are people sort of blissfully ignore it and just see the direct debit come out each week
0: People are becoming more and more interested in their power bills. Yeah, (laughs) Um, you know, there's a lot of publicity around it. Um, So people are starting to look more closely. You've got companies popping up. You know, compare your power bills. Yeah, try and get the best deal. So it's it's in the forefront of people's minds all the time. Mm. And I think what a lot of people have. Realise over the last 2 or 3 years it's not
1: getting any cheaper yeah so and i get and you're right it is in the press a lot and there are a lot of those sort of brokers out there uh help me choose or not help me choose i select and energy watch and all those sorts of places that are helping people choose them incidentally what do you think about those sort of brokers do you have a view on them is there any one that's particularly better than the other if our listeners are thinking about changing
0: uh, look, I know it's co- I know it's complicated for people, but you've got to understand with these brokers—why are they doing it?
1: To make that's a nice. coin. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> they're not doing it just to provide a service, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, they're a business. You know? Yeah, everyone's are. out they there to are, make to, got to make a make a dollar as long as if yeah, they're it's getting it's, the consumer a better outcome.
0: Yeah, look, it's uh, I've I've got. Doubts on um, you know how good these services are because mm. um, really you need to get into the nitty gritty and this is what we do with solar systems is look at interval data off people's meters and mm. how much power they're using in every 15 minutes during the day, mm. which then when you're working out their full consumption and working out when they're actually consuming their power on whether they're better off on a cheaper daily service charge or an yeah. expensive one with a cheaper rate or a time of use.
1: Or, mm. So you um, think people actually really need to do their own research or, as you say, if they're installing panels, someone like you can help them really analyse it?
0: Well, look, any good solar installer should be able to help help their customer out. So. Yeah.
1: What's, also, um, what's also interesting is... Yeah, as you you said, I mean, the solar, installing that solar system, I mean, having done it myself, you end up getting exceptionally good reporting of how much mm-hmm. electricity you're using, how much you're using, how much you're producing, so what the net amount that you're 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 having to import or the net amount that you're exporting, that reporting uh, is really fantastic to understand your usage. So that's a that's a real extra benefit of having it, isn't it?
0: Oh And, uh, I mean, I was just talking to uh, someone else that you would know yesterday. Yeah. Um, I installed a system on his house, and he didn't realise it, but he got a $190 bill for three quarters, uh, or a quarter, sorry, three months. Yeah. Um, His power consumption was around about $1,000 for that month.
1: And he only got a bill for $190. How does that make sense? Correct.
0: Because he was using a lot of power during the day as the
1: system was producing, so he wasn't paying for those kilowatts. Oh, wow. That's a pretty good outcome.
0: That is a good outcome. Mm. That is a good outcome. So if you're sort of mindful and you do manage it, um, you can get a really good result.
1: So people will still, if they're still using more than they're producing, they'll still get electricity bills, correct?
0: Uh, Yes. Yes, things things are going to change a little bit with the time of youth feed-in tariff. Mm -hmm. Um, And people with massively large power bills, I mean, obviously you've got distributor limitations on how much you can put on a roof. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, they're not going to look at having zero bills, but people that are in around that $1,500, $1,600 $1,500, $1,600 a year in power mm-hmm. um, can, re- in reality, after jo- July 1st, look at a system that's five or six kilowatts and probably zero themselves out.
1: Wow. Okay, well, as you say, that's a big difference in the price uh, that they're paying. So, I mean, does that really mean the solar power works a lot more in summer? I mean, does it? can you generate power when the sun's not shining?
0: No. No, you don't okay. generate when it's not shining. Um, to give you an example, five kilowatt system through the summer months will average about thirty kilowatts a day. Yep. And in the winter months probably between let's say eight and ten kilowatts a day.
1: Okay. So that's a big difference. So it really comes into its own during the summer.
0: Yeah, uh, during the summer, I mean the daylight hours are a lot longer, so you've got more yep. you've got more solar radiation. And um, but let's face it, most people are on gas for heating and things like that. Mm. Um, it's the AC, it's the air cons that are killing people.
1: Yeah. So also that's interesting in terms of where the, the obviously where the panels need to be positioned in the house. Is that something that's quite strategic, where on the roof you put it, so to make sure it gets as much sunlight, or is that a pretty simple, simple thing to work out?
0: Look, what we usually do is take a look at when people are using their power,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: because the When solar panels were expensive, um, the perception was you put all those solar panels north um, yep. and get the highest possible yield out of them over the course of the year. Yep. Now now with lower feed-in tariffs, what you're looking at is offsetting at different times mm. uh, during the day, like mornings and afternoons. So you might place some panels north, some east, some west.
1: Ah, that's um, interesting.
0: Lower your actual total power production over the course of the year but give yourself more usable power
1: very interesting yeah so it's actually a real uh, it's not just a matter of just plonking them on the roof it's uh it's worth having a strategic think about when you're using your power where they should be pointing uh, so that it's generating the power at the at the right times of the day
0: yeah 100 percent that's mm. not to say that guys just won't go out there and plonk a solar system on your roof either. <laughs> just because I'm sure there the are plenty easiest that way to do, do that. it
1: <laughs> hopefully not like they used to put the pink bats in the roof. Uh, yeah. back in, like, oh,
0: you know, you're always gonna get that. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah. And is it in terms of the funds there used to be big government subsidies? Is that still exist for the for putting these panels on? Oh look typically
0: with your say a five kilowatt system now, there's still about a three thousand dollar rebate available. Um,
1: okay, so it's quite significant. Has that come down from what it was?
0: Uh, that has come down. It used to be about seven thousand, eight thousand dollars when it first started. Yeah. Um, but solar technology is halved in price as well. So yeah. So instead of paying twenty thousand dollars after a rebate for a five kilowatt system, you know, a good one. Um, you know, you're looking at nine or ten.
1: How, well, how, just about the technology. I mean, how quick is the technology changing? I mean, is it like when you buy a TV? that you know six months later there's a better version out of things improving and changing so quickly?
0: Oh look I I use an LG panel yeah and probably over the course of three years that has improved in efficiency by one percent.
1: Okay so really not that much?
0: Not massively no.
1: Mm. And so it looks like it's not one of those things that's taking big leaps you know in, in terms of, I don't know, the research and the technology every year. It's really not doing that.
0: Well, I th- look, I think the technology is available out there to produce something that's more efficient, but mm. um, it's cost prohibitive as well.
1: Yeah. So, so the other question is, is how does, does solar putting solar panels on your roof, do you think that has any impact on what, the, what properties are valued at? Is that something that people would look at when they're buying a house or is it just a bit superfluous?
0: Look, I think it's a l I think it's a little bit superfluous. Yeah. I think I think it's gonna become more prevalent. Mm.
1: Um well, I guess know, if you're looking just, at if people are paying, you know, two million dollars for a house I mean, mm-hmm. and they've got fifteen grand worth of nah. solar panels, I mean, yeah. That's
0: that's neither here nor there really,
1: is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like leaving a sort of basketball ring installed in your backyard. <laughs> look at,
0: I'm I'm just about to start building and yeah. um my idea with that house is to actually make that a cash flow positive house. Yep. Um, so obviously... Yeah, what, well, you getting the kids to pay
1: rent? rent. <laughs> 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 that, that'll have the biggest impact of making it cash flow positive.
0: Oh, oh cash flow positive, you know, good insulation, double glazing. Yeah. You know, I thought about the heating and cooling. I'm peppering it with solar panels. Yeah. Um, cash flow positive. So actually, when I come to five years down the track selling that house, I can go, well, this house actually makes you money.
1: Yeah, well, that's pretty significant. Yeah, but it, it, we've obviously spoken about uh, electricity mainly. But uh, what about gas? Is there is there much innovation and and savings that are being made in that that aspect?
0: Look, there's, there's higher efficiency products.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so you know, a lot of the old gas heaters are three stars and things like that and you're up to six stars seven stars now so effectively every star rating you go up there's probably a sixty, sixteen percent gas saving yeah um so products are certainly becoming more efficient but uh, gas is getting more expensive so.
1: yeah all right Matt, um, well we're coming towards the end there are a couple more things i just want to discuss with you i'm going to ask you for your three tips uh, for people uh, to manage their electricity, but before we get to that, just tell us very briefly a little bit about G Store and where people can find you uh, if they want to, you know, if they want to look further into this.
0: Uh, well, G Store we're situated at thousand and ninety-five Dandenong Road in Melbourne
1: East. Yep. Um, Dion's had that business there for eleven years. Yep. That's Dion Epstein, um, a good mate of Dion mine.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, you know, we've, we've progressed. We've got solar hot water, solar panels, uh, water tanks, pumps, you know, Enzo Pet, Bokashi uh, composting bins, yeah, vertical gardens, uh, wow. which are another good insulator for homes.
1: Yeah, right? okay. So you've got the full the full variety of things, not just the solar panels, but obviously the solar is your particular specialty, isn't it?
0: Oh, 100%. We've probably got too much stuff down
1: there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Matt, so so we're coming to the end, and I always ask uh, my interviews for the top three tips. And what I want to ask you, and you've got about 90 seconds only, is for your top three tips for people in managing their power bills.
0: Look, I'd definitely say that one big one is um, certainly switching the ACs on earlier in the day um, to keep the thermal mass, uh, you know, basically the temperature of the thermal mass down yeah um, so that air con's not working as hard as it can for three hours when you get home of a night time um, draft draft protection insulation um, you know make sure make sure you've got good insulation in your roofs and stuff like that, and um you know draft stoppers around the doors um, the better you can seal it um the better it's gonna hold the heat and the heating and the cooling and probably third one is um just I suppose people need to be a little bit more aware of what they're using and how they're using it yeah so um it, it's really the third the third big one is um yeah definitely have a look at your habits and um, do you really need it
1: Excellent all right Matt well look, thank you very much for your time that's been uh that's been very enlightening. <laughs> I didn't Sorry. actually mean to say that, but it has been for enlightening. Your and yourself. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and hopefully, uh, I'm sure our listeners have got something from it. So uh, thanks for catching up with us today.
0: No problems at all. Thanks for having
1: me, Ruben. Okay, um, goodbye. Okay, now it is time for my propeller head of the week.
0: Propeller head of the week.
1: Now, the propeller head of the week this week is about pay TV. Uh, You may have lots of different pay TV options. Obviously, Foxtel might cost you between $40 and $80 a month. We've got Netflix, which is, I think, between $10 and $15 a month, and Stan, that's about $10 a month. There are lots of different options. But there are also some really good free-to-air apps as well. And the one I want to talk about today is SBS On Demand. If you don't have that as an app on your phone... Please get it. It is sensational. There are a huge number of movies, television shows, documentaries that are available on that app, and it is completely free. You won't be paying anything for it. It doesn't cost a cent. We, uh, we use it quite a bit and you can stream from that straight to your TV using Google Home. So before you go out there and, and get all those other pay TV things, make sure you have a look at the SBS On Demand app. It has an absolute wealth of television shows, movies, documentaries and is great value because it costs you absolutely nothing. Okay, well, thanks very much for listening today. That's a Finance Hour. It's a slightly shorter episode this week, uh, but we will be back next week. Uh, please uh, look at, search us up on iTunes, search the Finance Hour, listen to previous episodes, but more importantly, leave us a review. Uh, if you've got any uh, feedback for me as well, if you think you would make a good guest on the show, please just uh, shoot me an email. You can find me on Facebook or just send me an email at advice at adaptwealth.com.au. Thank you for listening and see you next week.